Hello, this is the Tropic Panis Gamers podcast, episode 26. The title of the podcast is A Merry Musical Christmas, and I've got special guest with me today, Catherine Henderson. Catherine, hi, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, my name's Catherine, and I run Little Mozart, which is baby and toddler classes for um, musicians that want to be musicians. Cool. So could you give me a little bit of your background story of where you started and how you came to make Little Mozart's? I can. So I actually am a qualified high school music teacher um, and I left my head of music post when I had my daughter. She's now 12. Um, and I then went on to be a private music teacher where I taught singing and piano and flute. Um, I then joined the music service and I still work for music service now. And I've been doing that for the last six years. Um, so teaching um, piano, singing and classroom music as well. And I've basically come down through the ages from 18 to prime, mostly primary with the music service. And then more so um, as I've had more children of my own, I've gone into baby and toddlers because I really believe in the benefits of music for children. And that literally started before they're even born. Amazing. So that kind of leads into your why. Why did you decide to go down that path? Um, it was a mi- it was a mixture of things. Um, partly my own children. Um, partly um, just just knowing how good music is for everybody. Definitely. You know, um, it's it's so soothing in those early days, isn't it? And as they as children get older, they engage and can engage so much more easily in music than they can in in a conversation where you're talking. You get actually get more reaction from children with music, and they can communicate more easily with music than they can with yeah. speech. I always um, say music's a language, anyway. So yeah, that it corresponds. It's a whole other language, but you don't need to speak the language to engage yeah. in it, do you? Universal. So it, 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 it is, yeah. Um. So yeah, and I I think. That, that's largely why I did it yeah <laughs> cool so you've got little Mozart's but there's other music kind of similar setups that I know about so like new music is one what sets you apart as little Mozart's okay well I actually am a musician and I actually am a music teacher I haven't just bought a franchise this is my own business I've set it myself I don't answer to anybody but in that because of that it means I really can focus on teaching music Um, things like the elements of music which are much much neglected by every other system and class that I know and yeah it is fundamental to how we engage with music you know um, if we talk about dynamics singing things softly and singing things loudly well you wouldn't sing loud to a baby would you it's a fundamental um, importance of music and yet it's something that all the other classes just fail to teach it's something the schools fail to teach Um, yeah even though it's in the curriculum and then we wonder why children aren't learning instruments I know from the music service mm. we have oh, numbers are growing again but we have no children learning orchestral instruments really these days they just want to learn piano drums guitar and that's it um, and it's really really sad that children aren't exposed to a wide variety of styles and I think a lot of that is because people don't know where to start yeah. so if we give them a really good well-supported start then their foundations yeah and their 
children's experience is going to be so much um more improved or, yeah. or more worthy um and we can then when you talk about the elements of music like dynamics pitch tempo you can then engage in a more informed discussion about what you've heard or how you how it makes you feel and i and i just feel that um some of the classes i'm not going to mention any names but some of the classes focus on props i have some props in my class but they're not the main thing that i think my class is about but they are enjoyed by parents um the focus of every session is one of the elements of music in my class um i do that because i know how important they are as a musician and as a yeah, teacher definitely um, so so yeah um so since this is the christmas episode and my solo episode was about memories of being in a youth orchestra how was your experience <laughs> of christmas concerts growing up oh my word uh i think i was literally in everything <laughs> I was, in, I was in the church choir I was the church soloist I was the school soloist I got picked out of assembly to be soloist I was in the school orchestra I was in the county orchestra the county choir I was in four counties orchestra four county choir I was literally in everything um and I often say to um I've often said to pupils of mine that I've come through and they struggle with their sight reading you know I never struggled with sight reading because I was always playing or singing music. Yeah, I, never I think it's the same for me. Never struggled with my music theory because I constantly was surrounded by it. Mm. Um, and so those skills that they have to work really hard at their sight reading these days, um, I never found it hard because I just was always around it. I was just doing it all the time. If you think about like learning to read with your child, well, if your child only ever reads to the teacher in school, they're going to find it so much harder than yeah. if they're reading at home with you and they're reading on their own. And, you know, the more you're exposed, the easier it is, isn't it? So, yeah, Christmas was, I think, probably the biggest challenge for my parents, taking us here, there and everywhere. Yeah. Because we, we just performed in everything, um, my brother and I. So, yeah, it was a lot, lots and lots of uh, running around and lots of, toast dinners because that was all it was time for so yeah with with your growing up around being surrounded by music I've got to ask how did you do you yourself or did you know anyone who had perfect pitch because I've obviously got perfect pitch with help which helps me with my sight reading can you relate yes, yes. so people could say oh sing a C yeah, sing, yes, you can sing a C. Generally, middle C is the easiest note to find, isn't it? It's also a really easy one to sing, isn't it? Um, perfect pitch or, I mean, is it important? I don't know. What do you think? It was in lockdown that it helped me because I had to rely on bad camera setups. So I had to rely on my audio abilities to hear what was going on. And I could tell when people were playing wrong notes then. Yes. But other than that, it's just a bonus, really. Uh, yeah, I was going to say... To me, I would say having a good understanding and knowledge and being able to feel the beat and keep a steady beat are actually more important than perfect pitch. Um, so many children now in my classes in school, like when we do summer school and things, 
they haven't got a clue what the beast is. They don't, couldn't even tell me what the beast is. And that's really sad because that's like lesson one, isn't it? I've got a um, mix in my my sort of classes. Um, well, I teach all one-to-one and some of them count, some of them don't. But I play by ear myself. But I've got a good sense of meter. But I don't technically count either. So I'm one of those weird ones. Ooh. I was a string player first. That's my excuse. <laughs> <laughs> that's not an excuse. <laughs> yeah so that's not good enough that's the teacher of me that would say that's not good enough i'd be right obviously i teach my kids to count because i know how counting works but when i'm sight reading i can hear what it sounds like before i play it so i know what to expect unless it's like right man off to show panel it's a bit beyond me yeah, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, no, yeah it's like if it's a well-known pop song and i know how it goes i don't need to count because i know how it goes if that makes sense so, yeah, I, but that's that's your cheating slightly. You <laughs> the children you teach won't necessarily have. Yes, and I think that's as a teacher, it's that. Well, I can do it. Why can't they do it? I'm working that out, and that is the skill of a teacher, yeah. isn't it? That, Being that, relatable as well. Like if they really yeah. struggle to count, I give them kind of cheat ways to do it so that they they don't feel like they're inadequate as well. Because I like mine to be accessible and people can relate to what I'm saying and stuff. So. And this is where your perfect pitch probably comes in really handy. Because mm. I find even in a piano lesson, I actually sing a lot to the children and the children sing a lot with me. So they they would, for example, if they were struggling with accounting, they would sing the melody or I would sing the melody and tap the beat. Yeah. In turns to do that. And when you take away the physicality of the fingers and they're not thinking about oh what fingers and what keys and what what's that note again when you take that away all of a sudden they can find the beat and then they can yeah. hear it and internalize it um and then it actually works out a lot better then yeah it's always interesting knowing different kids development journeys and how they develop the sense of time how they develop the ability to read music and yeah um anyway. I don't think taught the same piece yeah the same way Yes, exactly. Everything's tailored and individual. Um, so going back to the being in everything, have you got an absolute favourite memory of a concert or a funny memory that you can remember? Oh, um, no, I don't actually. I, I always remember being in the orchestra, in the school orchestra. And it's not so much a funny memory, but just a weird memory. But um. When I went to Aries High in Colwyn Bay till till I did my GCSEs, and we always did our concerts at St Paul's. So if you were in the orchestra, you had to sit around the corner of yeah. the church, and nobody would actually see you; they would hear you, but nobody would see you. And I always felt that that was really strange because I was in all of the other ensembles, so I'd be up for solos and I'd be up in the choir. Um, we literally would be clambering over each other to get out of the orchestra to go up to do solo because you had to be seen if you were in the choir or the solo but then the orchestra was you didn't have to be seen you just had to be heard and I I never understood that I just it just seemed really strange I don't know how did you do your concerts ah well you have to listen to my solo episode which comes out on the 10th came out on the 10th of December there we go (laughs) all my memories of um, being in the county orchestra and my memories of school orchestras and university orchestras will, well, you can hear them on that podcast. Oh, so, nice. yes. Um, 
What's your mission now in the present day? So mission is to bring music to as many people as possible, um, literally from day one. From day one, from the day they're born, bring music in their lives. From the from the moment you're pregnant, bring music to your Amazing. child's life. I um, did have piano music all through pregnancy and at the birth as well. So do you know what? I don't even think it needs to be an instrument. I think just hearing your voice singing a really simple tune, even just to la la la. Um and it doesn't it tells me to shut up now. <laughs> yeah. <Dude. laughs> I'm familiar with that one. <laughs> um, but just singing a tune, it doesn't have to be a children's tune. It can just be something you like. Um, but hearing that from before they're born or from day one, it's such a soothing um, thing for your baby that then becomes a bonding thing, doesn't it? My mum always then... used to sing Wheels on the Bus while I was pregnant to my oh, yeah. and then she'd sing it to him when he was a baby. I think oh. he's grown out of it now, though, but yeah. it was nice while it lasted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they okay. do. They do grow up and then they tell you to stop singing. Yeah, he'll get back into it one day. He loves singing angry Welsh songs, so at least he's got oh, some yeah, element of wanting to sing somewhere, even if it's not quite <laughs> what I imagined. But... Into them out here. <laughs> yeah, well, he is the one, yes. <laughs> um, so, okay, um, going forward, what's your vision for next year, 2024? So I will be expanding my program from just babies and toddlers into um some very early piano experiences for three to five year olds and then some early group piano lessons for five to seven year olds. I have taught children as young as four the piano in a one to one setting. Yeah. And I find them very, I don't know what you think, I found them very fidgety, they struggle to focus because they're not used to working one-on-one, -on -one, even in a school setting. Yeah. And so the social aspect of being a musician is really under underestimated, I think, um, in piano, in terms of piano teaching anyway. I know with the other instruments, we always kind of tend to teach in groups. Um, but piano can be such a solitary instrument, can't it? I have lots of pianists over the years that won't play anywhere apart from uh, my my studio, and that's it. They don't. That's it. They don't want to play anywhere, and it's so sad that they don't want to share that. Um, all their hard work as well. Um, so it becoming more of a social experience. I feel will improve any games that we play. It will help their learning, their memory. It will help their recall. Um, that's memory again, isn't it? Yeah. It will, <laughs> um, it will it will just transform the experience of learning an instrument and make it um a much more engaging experience, I feel. I've always played lots of games in my lessons with the younger pupils, and I do feel that um on a one-to-one -one basis it it can quite easily become that you just play it's just a game actually it's not just a game you know um we used to play a really good one with dinosaur rubbers where we'd chase um t-rex would chase the different dinosaur around the piano and actually it wasn't about the t-rex eating whatever the other dinosaurs at the end it was learning the patterns of the music of the piano so learning landmark notes learning note spacings learning well what's that note are we moving by steps are we moving by jumps um, and when you put children doing that together, it just makes it exciting 
and fun, um, which I think that's got to do a lot for a child's learning experience, hasn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. mine are all one-to-one, but I did t- try and teach a couple of kids in one room once, and they ended up falling out with each other by the end of the term, so that didn't last very long. Oh, dear. <laughs> was, that was a few <laughs> years ago, though. I wasn't quite confident enough to be the authority there, but I've learned, yeah, I've learned since think- then. Life experience helps. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, and plus my my background is classroom, so I guess I'm used to that one. And I've got three of my own children, yeah, uh, who are constantly um trying to fight fires with <laughs> chaos. So. You got you got to be prepared though, yeah. So like cool. Chaos. So if anyone wanted to find you, where can we find you online, in person, uh, both? So both yeah so you can i've got a website um little mozart you can just google little mozart to be honest and it should come up um i'm on instagram i'm on facebook i'm not on tiktok i'm not sure how i feel about tiktok still it's not i don't know do you do tiktok um i'm on it but i'm not very good at it (laughs) i don't i don't know i've just got into reels this last sort of six months um with instagram and i i've been really enjoying creating some reels actually but that's as far as far as i've i've got really with the whole video content um i'm going so. to be putting some more reels on my instagram that's my sort of idea for 2024 because i realize that people can use my reels as their audio backing but you can't do it from a live so that's no. something i want to work on in the future yeah it's good i, I, I really... don't stand to tiktok technically <laughs> Yeah, I really I enjoy the creative side of social media. I do yeah, enjoy creating so. ideas. Um, and it's nice sharing what you do, isn't it, on a wider platform yeah. than just your class. So, yeah. Cool. So thanks for being a guest on my podcast today. It's been a really lovely conversation. Oh, you're welcome. And you're welcome. And Merry Christmas to everyone out there who's listened before Christmas. And if it's after Christmas, I hope you had a good Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Bye for now. Bye-bye. <laughs>